The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. That means class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. We are, of course, always presented by DraftKings. Absolutely love those dudes almost as much as I love those of you that support the show in any way, whether you're spreading the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, or you're taking advantage of any of our awesome sponsors. I mean, for the next best ball draft, we're giving away $500 to the winner. So make sure you're going to westshorehome.com slash Ross or taking advantage of any of the sponsors, sending it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and saying, I want in on the next best ball draft with you and Joe Dolan over at DraftKings, and I'm going to win the 500 bucks. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, love Debbie Kramer becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash RT Media. More and more people becoming a part of our very popular private Slack channel, which is awesome. A week from today, we're actually doing a couple live shows from Gatsby's Pub in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. So uh, make sure you're checking all of our social media out for that. If you want to be able to see us record the show in person and you happen to be in eastern Pennsylvania. Without further ado, let's get to it with our guy Greg Cosell. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so Greg, there's just so much stuff going on in the NFL (laughs) right now that I kind of wanted to ask you about some of these players because I found some of them interesting, guys that are getting deals, guys that aren't. But we also did have a couple of injuries. Uh, the, The one that we have so far where the guy is out for the year is the running back for the Buffalo Bills, Naeem Hines, who really helped them out as a returner last year, you know, looking at their roster, they brought in Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, who I look at kind of more as, as bangers, Greg. Um, But now I guess my question is, do they have another receiving back? If James Cook gets hurt, 
now that Hines went down? That was kind of going to be his role, right? Like the second receiving back? Yeah, well, I think they're anticipating, as you said, James Cook filling that role. Uh, One of the reasons they drafted him is because he's an excellent receiver who can be effective lining up offset in the backfield and detached from the formation. So I think they're counting on that. I think the Bills offensively, in in an overview kind of way, Ross, are one of the most interesting teams as we look to this season because we know that they've been built solely on Josh Allen. But look what they did. You mentioned the two backs they brought in, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. They also drafted Osiris Torrance from the University of Florida, who's much more of a mauler in terms of the style of offensive guard that he is. So you just wonder if their thought process, particularly with Sean McDermott now, maybe doing some reevaluation. Obviously, he's going to be the defensive signal caller as well now. You wonder if they think, hey, you know what? Every game can't be about Josh Allen. Maybe we need to be a little bit different. Maybe we need to try to be a little more physical. Maybe we need to run the ball. You know, just just subtly change the way they go about playing given games because every game is its own entity. But it's really hard, as you know, Ross, you played it for a number of years. It's really hard to ask your quarterback to be Superman for 17 weeks or 18 weeks and, 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 and be really good. And they've been really good. Their record over the last four years has been really good. But that's just a hard way to play. You know, I was on the sideline, Greg, for that uh, divisional round game against the Bengals in the snow. And the Bills couldn't run the ball at all. And the Bengals actually ran it very effectively at them. Yep. And I think maybe I wonder, Greg, they're like, well, you know what? We kind of play in Buffalo. You know, like there's there's bad weather a bunch up here. You can't always throw it. I mean, it might be snowing. It might be whatever. Uh, and I think uh, it, it probably really bothered McDermott that they got out physical, outrun and really run over to some extent yeah. at home in that playoff game. And it's it's also then hard to build your running game around the quarterback. Now, there's no question that situationally Josh Allen will still be a factor in the run game. No question about that. But you can't have your quarterback be really, I don't want to say the foundation of your run game, but such a significant part of it. You need to have a run game that is really meaningful and significant separate from your quarterback. The other injury of note to me so far in camp is the knee surgery for Kadarius Toney. Uh, He's had a couple of these now, Greg. This was a cartilage cleanup. You know, he's a stop-start guy. Um, You know, we'll see whether or not he's back for the opener. But I think they had high hopes for him this year, building off what he did at the end of last year in the playoffs. And so, to me, that's really one to watch because he's he's a unique player. Yeah, and he kind of fits what they do because he's a motion player, a movement player. Uh, we know how much motion that the Chiefs use and how effective Andy Reid is using motion in his offense. And Tony kind of fits that mold. So, we'll see how that plays out. They did draft Rasheed Rice, um, I think, second or third round. And, you know, he, he he's a really intriguing prospect. Um We'll see how he fits into the equation. Obviously, they still have Sky Moore now coming into his second season. He could fill that role a bit as well. So training camp, as far as the receiving core for the Chiefs, will be very interesting with a number of young players who, um, you know, will get opportunities. How about the Saints yesterday, Greg, signing Jimmy Graham? (laughs) 
Now, he last played, I guess he played for the Bears in 21. I don't really remember that. Um, and I do remember him, you know, towards the end of his career, Greg, you know, he was beat up. He wasn't the same guy that he had been earlier in his career. I, I guess it's a two-part question. Part one is, what was Jimmy Graham at his best? And obviously, we don't expect him to be at his best. He's 36 years old. Yeah, I don't know, Ross, what to make of Jimmy Graham at this point in his career, and I'm just being honest. I, You know, obviously at his best when he was with the Saints and Sean Payton was the, the head coach and the offensive coordinator, essentially, you know, they used him in really intriguing ways. It was back at a time when you, you might recall there was a big debate, I, I think, when there was a contract issue about whether he should be at viewed as a tight end or a wide receiver because of the way in which he was deployed within the context of the offense. I don't know what to make of him at this point. You know, I I think it'd be hard to say that he's going to be Jimmy Graham from what he was with the Saints, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, But he certainly was a unique player at that time. Um, He's probably at this point in his career much more of a situational player. And again, we don't even know if he makes the team. I mean, you don't even, these are the kinds of situations where because he's a pretty big name, we just assume, oh, Jimmy Graham. But at this point, we don't really know much about him at all. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, he's always had that ability to, because of his basketball background, to box people out. He obviously has great size and length. You know, to me, Greg, I don't envision him being dynamic you know, and and really stretching the field or explosive. But I can absolutely see him still being able to be a a chain mover and a guy that can, you know, get you some first downs on third down just with his frame and his natural ability to kind of have a feel for defenders and box him out from basketball, almost a little bit like Witten, I would say. Yeah, and maybe maybe he's evolved into that at this stage. But, you know, they have a tight end, Juwan Johnson. You know, he he started at Penn State. He was a wide receiver. Then he finished his career at Oregon. He's been very good the last year or so for the Saints. I think he's a really intriguing player because he because he has a wide receiver background. He can be split out, outside the formation. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's, he's Darren Waller, who Derek Carr, you know, obviously played with with the Raiders. But I think stylistically he can be used that way. Tactically he can be used that way. And, you know, I think Johnson's a really good tight end who could be, uh, you know, a, a player that I don't want to say explodes on the scene, but I think that he's he's a good tight end for them in the context of what they want to do offensively. Well, and while we're talking tight ends, uh, let's talk about some of these contracts, including the big one signed by Cole Komet uh, of the Chicago yeah. Bears. I, I knew he had a pretty good year, Greg. I didn't know that the Bears were this high on him, that they were going to give him this extension now. But it seemed like out of all the receivers last year for the Bears or all the weapons that Fields kind of liked Komet the most or they they clicked the most. But obviously the Bears feel really good about where he is at his career. What did you notice from Komet the last couple of years and maybe last year in particular? Yeah, I think Komet is one of those kind of blocking receiving tight ends you wouldn't call him explosive um you know in some ways you could view Komet as 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 similar to Michael Mayer who came out of Notre Dame this year Komet preceded him at Notre Dame um you know they're they're solid players I think if if you have a a 
an efficient pass game. And it's funny, I've already watched a ton of Justin Fields. It's funny you asked me about Komet. I probably watched about 250 Justin Field dropbacks over the last week because I really wanted to see him as a passer. We know he can run. And Komet can be a meaningful part of this offense. Um, He's capable of making really good catches. He's got a wide catching radius. He's got good movement. He's not a special mover for a tight end, but he's got good movement. And he can block. So he's, a, he's in some ways a complete tight end, and those are players you don't want to lose. I usually don't get caught up, Ross, too much in the money because the money is just a function of what, what the market bears at that moment for that position. So if you want the player, that's what you have to pay. So I don't really get caught up too often in that, but I think he's a really solid tight end who fits what they want to do with their run game and ideally their emerging pass game. I got one more question as it relates to uh, Cole Komet. But first, I want to take things to the next level this weekend. I want to drink some Labatt Blue Lights with my friends, my family, live life to the power of we. Huge fan of Labatt Blue Light. It's a mindset. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Greg, I want to ask you, you mentioned Komet's a good blocker. I mean, they, th- those coaches, if they have a tight end, that can handle himself in the run game against the D end. If they have a, a tight end that can help out in pass pro every once in a while and allow the tackle to squeeze down, you know, you never really talk about that because we always talk about his receiving yeah. for tight ends, but that is something that, that coaches really like to have because you can't run certain strong side plays if the tight end can't block. You make a great point, Ross, because what coaches really want with a tight end, particularly an attached tight end, and you'd like to be able to use your tight end that way at times, um, is to be able to block defensive ends one-on-one. Because those are hard blocks, and you'd like your tight end to be able to do that. And your point is really, really good. Because if your tight end can block defensive ends one-on-one, and you know this from playing, that that really enhances your your run game. It allows you to do more things in your run game. And I think that that's really important. I want to talk, um, while we're on the offensive side of the ball, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on Justin Herbert. You know, he signed a huge contract. You said earlier, we know contracts are a function of what the market is, et cetera. There are some people that will say about Herbert, Greg, well, he hasn't won anything. And there are other people will tell you he's a top five quarterback and, and they think he's a star and it's just a matter of time before he, quote, unquote, win something when you watch Herbert what are like the strengths and weaknesses of his game is there something missing there or have they just not had you know the 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 best team around him well all you can do is evaluate the player Ross he's a high level talent uh you know unless people are more interested in finding quarterbacks that are not high level talents then you like to get a quarterback that's a high level talent um and Justin Herbert checks all the boxes um as to why a team may win or lose a playoff game or or not get to a Super Bowl, there's so many variables and so many reasons for that. For those who like to just look at the quarterback and then say, well, it's it's on the quarterback, that's fine. So what is your answer to that question? So is the answer to the question, let's find a guy who's not as talented? I mean, you're dealing with a guy that's in a high-level talent. Um, and from what I understand, mentally tough, really smart, you know, all the things you want in a quarterback. So, you know what? That's what Justin Herbert is. Yeah. Do, do, do people really want to argue? And I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Do, re, do people really want to argue 
that you want to get someone who's not as talented to play quarterback. You know, I don't think people would, would argue with that. You know, we haven't talked much about the quarterbacks in next year's draft, but are people going to say, well, Caleb Williams is a really high-level talent. Drake May is a really high-level talent. But let's not draft those guys. Let's draft someone who's got lesser talent. You know, you're dealing when you're dealing with guys at that level, you know what? That's who you want to play quarterback. So, you, you know, that's what you do. And then you try to fill in the rest of the pieces, and you hope that it works out. You know, one guy that was – with the Chargers, with Herbert, and then went to Seattle for a year last year, was Uchenna Nwosu. They yes. just gave him a huge extension yeah. in Seattle. I don't understand. I still don't understand, Greg, why the Chargers didn't even try to bring him back. I guess Staley just had that much familiarity with Khalil Mack and really wanted Khalil Mack. But, man, Nwosu is a good player, and the Seahawks just gave him a huge contract. Yeah, and, and those are situations with one team versus another that are always hard to understand. Um, you don't really know the answer because you're not there in the building. But Nwosu was an important player for the Seahawks. Um, you know, he's a guy who can rush the quarterback from a three-point stance. You can stand him up in a two-point stance as an edge, essentially an outside backer. So he's kind of multidimensional in the way he can be deployed. But he's just a really solid player. He's, he's a good enough pass rusher that he can win one-on-one. You wouldn't call him a dominant pass rusher, but he's good at it. Um, so he's just a solid football player. And again, then you get into, Ross, and you know this, you get into, well, okay, if you don't sign him and let him walk, you, then you got to put someone else out there. You know, I think people forget that sometimes. You know, they look at the money and go, oh, my God, is the guy worth it? Well, again, it comes down to the market. And if you don't have him, then you have to put someone else out there, and that guy may not be as good. Um, Speaking to that, Greg, I'm curious to get your thoughts on Trayvon Diggs. You know, the Cowboys just gave him a huge deal. And we know what he's done with the interceptions and some of the touchdowns. um, But he also has a little bit of a reputation as, as, you know, being a little bit of a gambler. He gets beat at times. I guess I'm curious, what's your philosophy there on a guy that takes chances and Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, versus a guy that maybe more plays it safe, and you're not going to get as many of the the turnovers, but you're also not going to give up as many deep shots. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys are happy with it, and the Cowboys value it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him this much money. No, he's a cluer and a key, Ross. There's a lot of corners like that through the years, guys that try to read routes, try to read the quarterback, jump throws. I mean, I remember with the Eagles for years, Asante Samuel was like that. There's always been corners like that, and they, they're playmakers. They make plays. But, yes, they can be beat at times. Look, I remember this year, I think it was the game, it might have been the game Gardner Minshew started for the Eagles against the Cowboys later in the season that I believe the Cowboys won. But on the second play of the game, because the Eagles knew the way Diggs played, they ran sluggo. Second play of the game, and you know what? Diggs jumped the slant part of Sluggo, and A.J. Brown just ran by him for a big gain. That's going to happen with Diggs. But he's big. He's physical. He can run. He's athletic. Um, he's got really good traits. So all you try to do through coaching is channel those traits, but you don't want to take that away from him because that's part of his game. So he's a good corner. Will he get beat at times? You know, is he, for instance, from snap after snap after snap, as consistently solid as a Patrick Sertan? No, but Diggs is a playmaker. Check him out on social media. He's a stud, obviously, at Greg Cosell. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. And thank you, West Shore Home. Huge fans 
of those guys, number one, because they started out locally here in Pennsylvania, and now they've got like 40 locations. Number two, one day they tore out our old fiberglass 1990s tubs, tub shower all in one, and put in these beautiful new shower in the one and, and bath and shower in the other. You really got to check it out for yourself. There's videos. There's pictures. What do they say? A picture's worth a thousand words or something like that? Well, then go check it out right now. But you can always get a free estimate, which is amazing. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. Send me the email after you sign up for that free estimate, and you can be entered in to get the 500 bucks by going against us in the best ball draft. Westshorehome.com slash Ross. Duck Stakes. All right, Ross. More big money extensions after yesterday. Giants signed Andrew Thomas to a monster five-year, $117.5 million extension that includes $67 million fully guaranteed, the most ever for an offensive lineman. And the Bears give tight end Cole Komet a four-year, $50 million deal. Well, yeah. I mean, Komet um, a little bit, Greg and I, and that's pretty awesome for him that – He's established that rapport with Fields. And as for the Giants, Andrew Thomas, the lesson there is that these guys get better. I mean, Andrew Thomas struggled as a rookie to Thomas for continuing to work and improve to become the player he's become. And you can add Nick Boza and Zach Martin to the list of players that are officially holding out from training camp. Well, so for Bosa, I didn't realize this, Jack. But because he's still on his rookie contract, it's $40,000 a day, not $50,000 a day. But when it's your rookie contract, the team can forgive the fines. They, 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 you don't, they don't, it's not mandatory. If you're a veteran player like Zach Martin, the fines are mandatory. So again, I don't understand why Zach Martin, like Chris Jones, is giving up $50,000 per day. I know that they feel like, you know, they'll get $7 million raises or whatever, and that'll make up for it. It's still $50,000 a day. I, I mean, I I would not ever give up or give back any money. On the injury front, Bill's running back Naheem Hines is lost for the season in a jet ski incident while Chiefs wires here Kadarius Tony had some knee surgery to clear out some cartilage. Well, we talked about both these guys. The Kadarius Tony thing is troubling because – He's had a a history now of knee issues, and it makes you wonder, you know, if he'll still be as explosive when he comes back from this one, especially when they're cleaning out cartilage. The Naeem Hines thing is interesting because reportedly he was sitting on a jet ski. I don't know if he had just finished or was getting ready to start, and somebody else ran into him, and that's how he got injured. Just a side note there, Jack. Um, you know, his agent is not happy with the Bills. The Bills are doing what they believe they can contractually, but this goes back to the conversation, Jack, we had last week about players and holding in, and the article I wrote for the 33rd team last week in that teams will typically do whatever they can to pay you as little as possible. So when you have the leverage or the ability to get paid more, it does not bother me if players hold in whatsoever. 
It does bother me that some of you guys have not gotten into best ball at DraftKings yet. To start playing best ball, download the DraftKings app using code ROSS, enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, and snake draft your team for the season. If you sign up with code ROSS and start playing best ball today, you can join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code ROSS. Tyree Kill reaches a settlement in his Marina incident while Broncos defensive end Yoma Yuazarike was suspended indefinitely for gambling. For Tyree Kill, that was smart for him to just kind of get that over with because you didn't want to have a chance where this thing's lingering. I saw the video. It, it wasn't much, but it still wasn't real smart for him to do. Other than that, we'll be back. Other than that, have an awesome weekend, everybody. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Shoutouts, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bengals.com, BackOffiseSchedule.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com.